Oh, oh my god. Uh, where, where am I? Uh, the last thing I remember is some dude just bashed me over the head and I'm in a padded room with, with walls everywhere and there's no windows and... Oh god, that light is so loud. Oh, what, what am Gah, I gonna... Oh. Chunk. Hey, Who are uh, you? What are you doing to me? Yeah. So I brought you breakfast. Um, I hope you like uh, grits and eggs. I, I also got you a banana. Let me out. And I don't. I, you very rude. Listen, uh, do you have any allergies or anything? Uh, just because I'm going to be Allerg- feeding you a lot. The, You're going to be hell, in this man? room for a long time. So why? Why? Uh, why am I going to be in this room for a long time? That's not important. What's important is a balanced meal. And I want to make sure you're getting all the different vitamins and nutrients you need every time I come in and feed you. Now, I'm going to be, like, glaring at you and kind of being mean. Um, but you're definitely going to get, like, an apple. You're going to get some leafy greens, you know, that type of thing. I have a peanut allergy. Okay, that's good. That's good to know. That's good to know. Uh, here, let me just slap you in the face here. <laughs> okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Indie Film Review. Welcome. That's Dan. Hey, Dan. Yes, I I am kidnapped and trapped in a that's right a, a room. And I'm Jared. And the reason I'm kidnapping people today is because we watched a pseudo kidnap movie, kind of. Yes. Uh, goodbye, honey. Goodbye, honey. Goodbye, honey. Okay. Anyways, and this was submitted to us by the team. I don't know if it was the director or or whoever, but way to uh, go, the goodbye, team. honey. Team sent this to us. Yeah. So, uh, I'm very excited to talk about this film. Uh, Dan, what is Goodbye Honey? Goodbye Honey is about a woman who has been kidnapped, but she is no longer kidnapped because she escaped. So, Ah, we can't necessarily call her a kidnapped woman anymore. Anyway, that's besides So, the movie's over in three minutes, then. (laughs) Yes. No, so she is on the run. She's on the lam from this dude who has kidnapped her. And we don't know why, but she comes across a trucker... And the trucker is exhausted. She's been driving all night. And um, she wants to take a nap. And then the nap is interrupted by this this girl who needs to seek refuge. And mm-hmm. um, the night proves stressful for both of them. Because uh, the, the anxiety of, of somebody being after them. It becomes a game of cats. And then the... The other cat is, like, in your own head. Yes. <laughs> it's a game of cat and yourself, who is also the cat. Uh, yeah, so this was directed by Max Strand, which is a great last name, Strand. It makes me think of uh, a Hideo Kojima game. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. I couldn't find the budget on this movie, but it seemed like, you know, it seemed like they had at least the budget to get some nice cameras. And a truck. And a big old truck. But let's think about the locations, right? So there's the truck. Mm -hmm. There's like outside in that state park. Then there's the the trap room, Mm -hmm. which you could do in a warehouse. And then there's the the front of someone's lawn. Mm -hmm. Well, no, the trap room was that that, um, trailer that he carried. Oh, holy shit. Is that what's going on? Yeah. So, all right. um, Before we get into spoilers, we're going to ask questions, but... I do want to preface by saying you could get lost in this film. Like, mm-hmm. and I read a bunch of reviews on this film and that seems to be the biggest critique, but I feel like the people who are making b- bad reviews on IMDb are like, they're just being assholes for no reason. Like, in bad I, faith? 
Well, it's not, it's just like, there's, it's one thing to review a film, but it's another thing to be nasty whenever you're reviewing a film. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. And like this well, film. So there's is, no like real criticism there. It's just like, it's stupid. Well, no, I think the, it's made the, of poop. No, the, there is founded criticism. And like, I agree okay. with some of the criticism, but they were just jerks about it. So I'm like, eh. Dan. Yes. How did you like the acting in this movie? I Specifically love from the truck driver truck driver i loved it i loved her she was wonderful what's her name pamela jane morgan she is life she is that was another bae. thing too like one of the reviews threw fantastic. her under the bus it's like why are you calling what? yeah exactly like she did what a great job fucking are you fucking kidding me no she carries this movie on her shoulders. Exactly. She's so wonderful in this movie. Exactly. She's so good. I don't think anyone did a bad job acting-wise in this. I'll, I'll say uh, the character of Phoebe sometimes could maybe act a little more scared than she was at certain scenes. But other than that, I thought the dynamic between the two yes. was really, really good. Absolutely. I really started to, to see their relationship and their friendship start to form and... And uh, in, in, in the early stages when they were kind of going back and forth on each other, not trusting each other, I like that. But yeah, I thought, I thought the act... And then fucking when some other characters show up, those teenagers... Mm -hmm. Oh my god. The guy that who plays guy Zach, Zach is, is fucking terrifying. Zach, I, I, I wanted more of that, but I, I understood where it was oh going. Oh my god. And I understood that, you know, so many twists and turns. Oh my god. Jared, here's my question. Ooh, How did okay. you like the narrative twists like Ooh, okay so i like the twists i especially like them towards the end i thought they even got better as the film went on i i think one of my criticisms with the film would be some things don't come back later mm. in the film and i wish that they did i also think that some of the pacing towards the end of this film kind of takes a little too long. Like almost the, they were like, Oh, let's kind of, we got to stretch this movie out a little bit. It's not, it's like not quite long enough um, because the whole third act was really good, except for when you had to, there was like a big stretch of waiting that we have to do. And I'll talk about that in spoilers, but that kind of uh, uh, put me out of the film. It was only like maybe three minutes of like, okay, we can get past this. Uh, but I hope I answered your question. <laughs> yeah, um, well, the, the question that I, I feel was like I, at, I went off on other things. The question I was gearing at is like this film has one narrative twist in it that is so fucked up, yeah. <laughs> and it, it made yeah. me go like, "Oh my god, that is oh shit! I cannot mm -hmm. believe that just happened." And I, I wanted to know if you had a similar reaction. Uh, yeah, there was a few times where I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it really, really worked. Like the, some of the twists were like freaking great. Um, one in particular, uh, with the couch, I would say, uh, the couch twist was uh, See, fucking amazing. That twist, that's kind of where I got confused and we'll talk about that soon. But the big twist was whenever like you find the reason why she's kidnapped like that whole yeah, story yeah, yeah. is like what that the was fuck? really good. Yeah, the story was really good. Um, all right, so another question. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk music in this. Mm, and I want to even know if you like music. If it even stood out to you, because okay, all right, the yeah. Music was How did great. you feel about it? I loved it. Um, the cinematography was also great. I loved it. Um, 
Like they did, it, they they did some interesting things with the camera and just I don't really know, I, professional camera work. I feel like the music complemented this film so well. It was like a synth vibe, right? Yeah. It was like a yeah. But I usually don't like stuff like that. It really worked in this film. I love. Stuff it didn't like bother that. me at all. I love. Synth. Oh, okay, cool. Synth, synth it up all day, baby. Mm. A special notice to the intro scene where um, it's showing. Phoebe trying to escape that basement or whatever and she's running around and like she's like trying to break that doorknob and the camera's following her the whole fucking that was, time wait wait wait, wait, whole... wait girl in the red dress oh yeah it was the girl in the red dress my Phoebe, bad yeah okay yeah different different character but um she's running back and forth the entire time trying to just like get out of this room and I'm like man this camera guy is killing it <laughs> he's like a camera ninja but uh yeah it that was really, really good. There's, there's a ton of other like scenes like that where I just love the camera work. I had no issues with any of that stuff. You can find this film on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, it, is, it is there for, for, for your viewing pleasure if you have the streaming service. I think this movie's great. Okay, so the truck driver lady, she's pulled over at the state park. She's trying to take a nap. Phoebe shows up, and she's like, I'm freaked out. I... I you know, like help me or whatever. Oh, it's funny. Cause the first thing that Phoebe says is, do you have any water I can have instead of, I need a phone so I can call the police. Cause I'm being chased. What am I? Priorities Phoebe. And, and eventually she's, she's like, all right, I'll help this girl. I don't trust her. She's acting weird. She might be on drugs or something. They finally figure out what's going on. She's like, okay, well I'll drive you into town. Um, I guess I believe your story. This is a big inconvenience for me, but I'll do this for you because you're not getting out of my hair. She forgets her keys she because they had gotten them. out of the car and into the car. She, she lost her keys. where they are. She loses her yes. fucking keys. <laughs> yes. So then the film becomes they're looking around for the keys and they're afraid to go out of the vehicle. Well, Phoebe is the young girl. Because she's like, he could be out there at any moment. And it gives you this illusion of that, like, he's like a man in the woods that's going to come after her. It makes you think there could be, like, a supernatural element to mm -hmm. this. Or, or like, he is literally just outside of the woods, which is really creepy, too. Um, it's a little more, uh, I guess, domestic would be the word than mm -hmm. that. Uh, even though I will say the actual kidnapper-murderer guy is amazing when you finally meet him mm -hmm. uh, because he is sympathetic to a point, but also just fundamentally his mind is broken. Yeah, like he, had, broken, he has sure. broken his own mind and now he's in a death spiral of everyone is to blame except for the person who, who did the really bad thing, which is me. And I, I love that yeah. about his character and, and his performance at the end too, when he gives that monologue anyways, um, so she lost her fucking keys. This becomes a big sticking point because if she just had her keys and turned vehicle on, movie is over, right? Mm -hmm. So so it's like this plot it's a plot contrivance. It's not a plot hole. Yes. Um and I that that was like, okay, I'm willing to get past that. That's fine. But do you ever remember her putting her keys on the hood of her vehicle? No. Did you I even ever I'm wondering find if there keys? was Yes, it it was on the hood. She, she finds them on the at oh. the end and there they were on the hood of the passenger side and I'm like how the fuck did they get there I thought like she like put them in this salad or something which she put on the hood <laughs> <laughs> but 
it just mm-hmm. who, who fucking mm-hmm. loses their keys and then she even like they even write it into the story she's like oh this happens all the time that like, it happens all the time yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah maybe you're not good at your job then I, I don't and know. she kind of isn't because she she hates her job yeah. we find out later and the only reason she's a truck driver at all is because her husband used to be a truck driver and he and this is his truck that he bought and this was like his business that he was obsessed with and and her way of connecting to her late husband who had passed away is to complete is the job basically to take on this legacy yeah. so she can take care of her daughter and i'm like i fucking love all of this all of this shit's so fucking good which is now why... she's providing for her family and also like you know like a, a way of like honoring her husband go ahead which is why it pisses me off that some of these reviews are like bashing the writing it's like yeah. Everything was great except for the writing. It's like, did you watch the film? Like, I, I don't yes. quite understand. Like, yes, yeah, certain oversights, yes, but the story that is implied by all these events in the plot, that is good. Like, there is exactly. a good story. Exactly. Okay. I use this fucking example a million bajillion times, but Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Okay. This movie, if you watch it, it's fun. It's action-packed. The acting's great. Everything's great about it. The plot holes in that movie and the shit that doesn't make any sense and the plot <laughs> contrivances are through the fucking roof. And that's a a multi-million dollar film. And it, it happens everywhere you look. There's, there's going to be holes. And basically... I mean, it's our job to find the holes and go, look, holes. That's, that's, it's fun. We we enjoy doing that. And I'll do that for films I like and films I don't like. I'll do it for everything. I'll do it to um, people. Ooh. <laughs> well, Dan actually found a new hole on me yesterday, and I have to go to the doctor. Uh, this one smells like pineapple. Ooh. Oh, anyways, um, what I'm trying to say is there's going to be plot holes sometimes. Some, yeah, it's a fucking movie. Point. Movies get plot holes. They're not There's going to be plot holes. Sometimes there's going to be more than others, and it depends on is the movie entertaining enough for me to ignore the plot holes? And in this film, it was. Yes. I could definitely get past the little plot contrivances, whatever, whatever. Even though I'm going to bring up more of them and we're going to talk about Yes. <laughs> so the other thing was the baseball bat thing. So we have Dawn, who's oh, um, just wonderful. She's so good. She's like classic New York, now truck driver, uh, just like down on her luck, like, ah, fucking, ah, I can't be bothered. And it's so great. But she has this baseball bat, right? And she's like threatening Phoebe with it. Like, oh, get away from me, Phoebe. Oh. And then when they finally become friends, she kind of like leaves the baseball bat near her. Mm-hmm. And the baseball bat is treated like it is a gun. Like if anyone, whoever has the baseball bat becomes the like the charge. person who is in <laughs> charge. It's like the conch. You know, from, uh, uh, what's that, Lord of the Flies, you know, book? (laughs) Like, I have the conch! So Phoebe gets the baseball bat, and she holds it like a gun at her. And then Dawn is like, whoa, easy, easy, we don't want that thing going off. And it's like, it's just a fucking baseball bat, this is a little girl, you're a grown woman. I don't know, that was weird to me. Um, Now, later on, when the teenagers show up, that's a different story. Dan, why don't you talk about the teenagers and... What happens there? Um, they are hiding in the back of the truck. Uh, Don and Phoebe mm-hmm. are, and um, they have the 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 thing closed, and 
they start hearing it open. They're like, oh shit, he's here. He's mm-hmm. going to get to us. And then whenever the person finally opens it up and he walks in, there's like a silhouette of him. And then you see there's two silhouettes. You're like, wait, what? She didn't say anything about two people who kidnapped her. Mm-hmm. So the story is getting interesting. Anyway, this teenager, um, or these teenagers, Jake and what's his other, I don't remember. I think it's like Tyler or something. Tyler, yeah, yeah, that's right. So Jake and Tyler, um, they are... Um, It's Zach and Zach, Tyler. Zach. Dan, Oof. wow. Wow, Zach. Are you fucking kidding me? Zero stars for Dan reviewing this film. Uh, all right, anyway, Zach and Tyler, they, they are... <laughs> They're just trying to rob the truck, really. Like, they're just two two little punks. They're being an annoying. Yeah, they're just drunk and high fucking teenage idiots yeah, looking they, to cause you, you trouble. You see that they graffiti the truck at one point, and um, she's like, can I use your phone? I really need to use your phone. And Tyler is the nice one, and he's like, yeah, sure. Like, no problem. And he lets her use it. And then Zach's like, no, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, she's going to call the cops on us and blah, 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 blah. And basically, they seem like they're just going to be characters that go away. And Mm -hmm. eventually, Zach gets a hold of the bat, and the tables have turned, and now Zach turns into an insane psychopath and starts to um, make Don do things. Yeah, just a fucking power trip for the ages. And the whole time, you have this Zach and Tyler dynamic where Tyler is just a goon. He is a classic. I'm going to follow whoever the leader is and I'm going to do whatever they say. And it's so pathetic. He's such a loser. Even at the very end when they finally leave and they close the shed as because they're they're in this giant semi uh, uh, container. Yeah. uh, That's attached to the truck, right? They're closing it. And Tyler goes, bye. Like they just had a really (laughs) fun, great interaction together. So anyways, one of my favorite lines, it's up there uh, where with uh, here's looking at you, kid. I mean, all the classic lines <laughs> in cinematic history. Uh, here it is. Um, Tyler, grab the Mountain Dew. <laughs> and um, they challenge Don. They're like, oh, Don, you want to use this phone? Because that's the whole struggle, right? Is yeah. getting the phone. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll let you use the phone. Um, but first you got a poor Mountain Dew all over your head. I thought it was piss. I'm like, oh no, they pissed in. They're gonna what make, a... And it's going to be revealed what? that she just poured piss on her head. But no, they're just fucking Mountain Dew. It's like, I Why have the bat Mountain now. Dew? I have the bat and you got to do what I say. But Why not just like beer? What? I... It's just so strange that these, like, hooligans are like, hey, why don't you pour this sunny deal? Like, why do these fuckers have Mountain Dew? (laughs) Why not, man? They're teenagers. It's a big two liter of Mountain Dew, and she pours it all over her head. They laugh at her. And then she's like, all right, I did it. Now give me the phone. They're like, no, we're not going to give you the phone. But then they're like, oh, you know what? Uh, Tyler has a, a drug test he needs to pass for a big job interview or some shit. And they're like, well, why don't you piss in that Mountain Dew bottle, go in the woods and piss in it, and give us the piss, and then we'll give you the phone. And at this point, you're kind of like, okay, she should probably realize that these two are just the worst, mm-hmm. and they're not going to help her. Yeah. Um, but also, you need to keep in mind that Dawn has not slept in over a day. It's been like 36 hours since she's taken a nap yes. at all. And, and-, and she's highly stressed and just feeling like, 
dog shit. You Very also, susceptible, I guess. You also need to realize that Zach is holding the bat, so he controls the situation. Yes, and he is saying, like, I'm not asking you, basically. He's threatening this woman that he's gonna, like, beat this. And this is more believable. Like, these two kids with this weapon, they're already threatening to me without the weapon. Yeah. And she's by herself, ostensibly, because this whole time you have Phoebe is hiding in the truck because she thinks it's the uh, the kidnappers. So she does it. She brings it back to them. She's like, we don't want your fucking piss. <laughs> and then it gets into, like, they make her get on the floor and on her knees and beg for them to leave. Does, and it's do, just like, does he hit her or does monsters. he hit the ground? I couldn't tell. Because there's no I, there's no makeup on to see to show that if he did hit her, but it seemed like he fucking hit her in the face. I think he hit the side of the truck and not her, but it's it's hard to tell. Oh, that was serious shit. Yeah, it was very scary. yeah. Then they finally leave, and then she goes back to Phoebe and is like, "Listen, I scared him off, or I told him you weren't here." Blah blah blah. And he's like, "Those teenagers won't ever bother you again." He's like, "What? The person who kidnapped me wasn't a teenager." She's like, "I just did all that shit." To protect you from the kidnappers, and they're not even the fucking kidnappers? I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like she probably would have had to have done that stuff anyways, unless she would have just, like, gotten back into her truck and hid. Um, I don't know. It would have been bad either way. Yeah. But what I like is, so you have Phoebe, who is being abused by a man, thoroughly traumatized by this person for a long, long time. Yeah. Then you have Don who is also being traumatized by someone of the opposite age. Yeah. It's really the reverse of what has happened for, give you know, it's a much shorter period of humiliation and abuse, but it's an accelerated version of that. And I love that dynamic of them even being able to bond in that way. If they're, they're both kind of, let's just say there's, there's some kind of theme of men abusing women <laughs> in this movie that some might find interesting. Yes. Uh, and, and noteworthy is what I'm trying to say. And I, I, I it didn't get lost on me is what I yes, will say. Yes. Um, one thing I'm, I wish would have happened is why didn't the bullies come back? That's a good point. Did that bother you at all? You're like, they should have came back for the finale, right? That would like have been with, really interesting. The killer, like interacting with them or them getting their comeuppance. I mean, I'm not saying all bullies need to get comeuppance in movies. It's cliche, but. I mean, they were so interesting. Like, I mean, why just have them in that scene and then not bring them back? Yeah, I, I, I can see where it would be interesting to bring them back, but it didn't bother me the way it's bothering you. Yeah, like, what if they came back to fuck with them more? They're like, oh, that was so fun. Let's go do it again. And there's a whole scene with Tyler's like, no, come on. That was really weird. And like, you're really freaking me out. I don't want to go back again. You're like, no, we're going to do it. We're going to fuck. We're going to fuck with that old lady again. Uh, you know, cause like my mom wasn't ever there for me. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah. So now I think for the end of this, I would like Dan to talk about Cass Roddick, Paul C. Kelly. We need to talk about why he's the murderer, what he did. Yes. Okay. So to Phoebe and, and the conclusion, the way the story is structured, it's kind of weird. Because there's a big information dump kind of flashback that you get. But at least it's a flashback and not someone just describing what happened. Anyway, so Cass Roddick, he is the father of one of Phoebe's 
uh, high school friends. Friends. Yeah. And we don't. She doesn't need a name. It's fine. Anyway, um, they are out one night. They, they said they were going to sleep over each other's houses, and they go out on the uh, for a night on the town. But um, the friend goes back to um, her father's house, and it's like I'm going to steal my dad's vodka. So she goes in. She steals the vodka. She comes back out. Dad comes out thinking it was a robber and shoots the robber, mm-hmm. and he shoots his own daughter. Oh my god! Yeah. And yeah. his whole life gets turned upside down. He goes to prison, and then he's released. What an amazing transition of him yeah. going to prison, and he's behind the bars, and mm-hmm. the camera's slowly zooming past him. Oh my god, it was fucking great. Anyways, so he he gets out on parole, I would assume, and his life is in shambles, and he kidnaps the two girls that were with his daughter that night Mm -hmm. and to punish them one of them escapes and he gets her back and he shoots her in front of phoebe so phoebe's Mm -hmm. other friend dies by this man's hand and he just fucking leaves the body in the the kidnapped area that was amazing yeah that was so fucking messed up for days, it's in there. Yeah. She's just with her dead friend. Oh, oh so gross. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it gave me shivers. Anyway, he has her in this this trailer. It's it's a trailer mm. that you can hook up to a car. And it's padded, so he, you can't hear her scream, I guess. And um, mm-hmm. the twist is the shit that Dawn is moving for this guy, It's it's... It's him. Like, she's moving the yeah. murderer's belongings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, we yeah, figure yeah. this out because before she gets placed back into this um, small area where she's able to escape finally, um, she is placed on a couch where she gets a pin out of the couch so she can, mm-hmm. you know, take out the, the duct tape that's binding her. So she finds that couch in the back of the semi-truck and then she puts the pin back in it. And you're like... It's the same couch they've been the sitting couch. on the entire yes. fucking movie. Yes, and she Which didn't realize so it until the very end. And you're like, what the fuck? Oh my yeah. God. I loved it because like the pin looks like a giant thumbtack. And I'm yeah. like, what is this giant thumbtack in this movie? <laughs> I'm like, what is this stupid thing? And I like how it actually became a plot point yeah. of like, no, 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 this is an actual thing. It's... It's a button on the couch or whatever. Uh, and yeah, that was really, really cool. Um, so yeah, at the end, there's a big confrontation with Cass and he has this amazing monologue about like, you know, blaming everything on the girl. And, and I thought that Phoebe should have been like, kind of stood up for herself more and be like, no, 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 it's your fault. Like you did this. You shot your daughter. Cause he's trying to blame her. And I don't think he, he put that back on him enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing, the thing that really fell apart for me on the third act is how long it took. Yeah. There's an extended, extended scene of Phoebe. Cause she gets stuck in this little, uh, uh, cause when Cass pulls up, he has, he has his car and the car's hooked up to a, like a mini trailer. Yeah. He throws her in the mini trailer. She's kicking the, the door, the locked door to break it. That goes on for so long. And then we have, uh, uh, Dawn is building a Molotov cocktail on the roof of mm-hmm. her, her truck. That goes on for so long. And I'm just like, we can, we got to speed this up. I <laughs> 
Was does that bother it, uh, you at all? That that whole sequence. I, I mean, hearing you talk about it now, I can see where it was pretty long, but it, at the moment, mm. no, it wasn't bothering me. Because there's some stuff early on where it's like Cass is just driving down the road and she's getting sleepy or she's eating her salad, and I loved all of those. And a lot of there's a lot of this movie where no one is speaking and it's just the camera work and the physical acting telling you the story. And I was invested in all of that, like. It works so well for me, but then just again, last part, I was like, eh, "Are we uh, are we stretching here? What are we doing?" Maybe. Maybe because I wanted my thrilling conclusion. I mean, you have Molotov cocktails, you know it's going to be cool. Like, let's just get to it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, final thoughts, Dan. That's basically my final thoughts. Um, I, I loved the movie. I would watch it again. I would recommend it. Um, it's pretty fun. It is. It was suspenseful. It got me mm-hmm. frightened in some areas. It Dude, got yes. Me, like, it, that, the whole teenager scene was just absolutely frightening. Because you did not know what the fuck they were going to do. Mm. Because just Zach, just who was who the actor who played it? Just he sold that so well, that psychopathic uh, Rafe Soul. R-A-F-E. Rafe. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. Rafe, I apologize. Ray Fines. Okay. So right, um, I, I don't know. I, I I would I would definitely recommend it. I think it's, I, the music definitely sold it for me. I loved, yeah. I, I loved told my wife, I'm like, you would like this movie. I think this movie is good. Uh, check it out, Jared. Um, do we have time for a new segment of the show that might be recurring? Uh, what is it? It's called Dan critiques the critics. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Why not? Fuck it. We don't have time for it, but fuck them. Let's okay, do really it. quick, really quick. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing because this guy does not deserve to be read. He gave the film a two out of ten stars, and that's just criminal. Okay. So he has this sentence in this in this this uh, critique. He said, mm. "Bad screenplay, full with illogical situations, characters." appearing from nowhere and then disappearing cinematography with a lack of knowledge and basic use of light harsh but two things i find interesting about this sentence Mm -hmm. um illogical situations that's what a movie is (laughs) yeah if everything was logical and like everyone did the things they're supposed to do there'd be no movies yeah like you'd be like oh you're kidnapped and you need help all right i'll start the car and i'm just gonna drive off and now the movie's over yeah characters appearing from out of nowhere and then disappearing uh that's what they do in movies they're like have you not seen a movie dude (laughs) thank you panta dash four but here's what i will say though is can be kept to yourself when you are writing a film you want to try to make sure that the film can't be just solved by someone doing the thing that they need to do and and sometimes that's not as important Boy, as just like telling a fun keys. story. Yeah, yeah, like don't. But but even then, if the movie is good enough, then the 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 plot contrivances can exactly can exist. like exactly. with my Jurassic World analogy. And that was it for Dan critiques the critics. More next. Nice, time. dude. All right, thank you for listening, Dan. Plugs. You can find us on Twitter at IndieFilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at IndieFilmReviewPod. You can email us at theindiefilmreview at gmail.com. If you are having well, any. If you're having any side effects to the erection lasting longer than four hours, please contact your physician at this time. You do that so fast. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, Necropodicon, you already know. I don't know. You uh, know? I, I want to go play video games with Dan now, so I'm done Ooh, talking. Okay.
Dan, you have the final word. Um, d- 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 trucks. Whoa, dude! <laughs> Fucking trucks, bro! Fucking trucks, dude! Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.